What is up and welcome to Rebel and Create's Craft of Fatherhood podcast. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Rebel and Create are words that I live by. I believe fathers need to rebel against the status quo of low expectations and create a life mastering the craft of fatherhood. Our role as fathers is far more important than our culture is letting on. There's no one to blame, but the opportunity to take responsibility is on us. It's time we own who we are, own the opportunity of our fatherhood role. I want fathers to discover who they are. They are powerful leaders who are making an impact on future generations. The question is, what kind of impact are you creating? This Rebel and Create podcast will last 10 to 15 minutes and will dig into questions sent to me by fathers as well as review Monday's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. The goal is to dig into the role, the purpose, and the identity of the father. Thanks for listening, and please email any of your fatherhood-related questions to ned at rebelandcreate.com. And hey, please, don't forget to smile and have grace for yourself. You have what it takes. All right, I wanted to share a family retreat we did this past weekend, something we haven't done before. It's new, and it went incredible, different than I thought, but I want to share it with you in hopes that it inspires you to do the same or similar or better grow it than I am doing. The thing is, us dads got to be in this together. You know, my kids may one day marry your kids. So how you and I both embrace our fatherhood role matters. And it's so easy to put time and energy into hobbies and business and so many things outside of our home. But our number one priority is this family, these children that we have been given And so thinking about an annual retreat with your family and or just cultivating that kind of experience can really be powerful. And I'd encourage you to this next interview uh, that you'll see coming up with um, Warren Rusted is so powerful. 78 year old man, seven kids, 19 grandkids. And it was so timely for me to have a conversation with him about fatherhood when I was planning this retreat with my family. So I would highly encourage you to listen to that as well. Um, and last week's, which I'll talk about in a minute, um, with, with, uh, Jeff from the one thing, these two conversations are critical and they were perfectly timed for myself. And my hope is that as you've stumbled upon this episode, same for you is you have come and are hearing this at the perfect time that this is going to influence the father that you are to your family. So I'm going to share some nuts and bolts of what we did, how it worked. And if you find this helpful, then email me and I will send you the outline, send you some ideas, but you can write down as much as you want. So here's the situation. We moved out of state, which I will talk about more at some point. I just, I've wanted to allow my family to settle in on it before I start for lack of a better word, using the story to share my thoughts and vision. So we've moved from California to Hawaii. It's been, it'll be four weeks tomorrow. And at the same time, our kids are going to go to new schools. Um, School's about to start again. COVID to some degree is lessening. So school's sort of reopening depending on where you're living. So regardless of if you had a big move or not, there's life changes, right? There's things changing, seasons are changing. And if we can create as fathers opportunity to have our family speak into what our family looks like, the vision for our family, then 
they'll have more buy-in. Okay, so that was the thought. And I have over the years been too much, too intentional sometimes to the point where I'll kind of turn my wife off. So Sarah and I met a couple times. We're like, hey, school's starting. We want to set some new standards in the home. We see the kids slacking a little bit with the move. We try to be more chill with them and give them more space. But it's like we want to set some expectations and standards in the home because we're preparing them to move out one day. So what we did was we told the kids, we're going to go to a hotel for two nights in three days with the idea that we are going to have a morning time together and an evening time together. But we held it very loose. So we weren't like, well, it's going to be from 12 or like 9am till noon. We wanted to feel right. And so we paid attention to like the kids and ourselves and, and what felt good. And it took longer than I had anticipated it. Um, and it's kind of now I realized it's just going to be a new rhythm of conversation that we have. So what we did, went to a hotel the first night we just chilled, hung out, played, went swimming. We had no phones, no phones, no computer. We did watch the Olympics cause the Olympics are going on right now. So, so we did some stuff as a family and like the kids were excited to be in a hotel. So we threw the TV on a little bit, but overall it was like Olympics together and then playing out and about together. So we had some guidelines for the time. Be open to each other. Be open to the time. Be open to conversation. Enter into the space that we create. So if we have questions or do this, that, or the other, then just participate. Engage. Get something out of it because you're going to do it anyways. Um, no phones. Play together. Sweat together. Have fun. Eat together. And then bring a book or a game or different things like that. So that was the the guidelines. And then when we showed up, we talked about like, what is it that we want as a family? You know, well, we want freedom. We want to be people who are learning and growth minded. And we want peace and love in community with each other. And we talked about the outcomes. What are the outcomes that we want from this weekend? So on one hand, we really talked about, you know, this is just kind of a journey of family, but we did have some distinct outcomes that we wanted to to communicate What's the vision for our family? Where are we headed? Which I just talked about. What are the roles that you play? Like, what is your role as a kid? What is your role as a sibling? Um, What is your role as a parent? Because Sarah and I both would have admitted to, you know what? I come in the house and I'm like, well, how much sugar have you had? Well, uh, you're watching TV. Did you do this, this, and this? And then Sarah would come in and say, well, pick up this. Or did you clean your room? And it's like, we don't want to, I don't want to be that dad. I don't want to be, and since I haven't set good expectations and guidelines at times in this new, you know, new world that we're living in is I need to reestablish those because I don't want to show up like that. And I'm sure you don't want to show up as a dirty, gross kid. So how can we work together? So that was an outcome. What are our roles that we play in this house? What are our daily routines? What's our morning routine? What's our weekly routine? And this is both saying yes and no, because I would love to just wake up at 4 a.m. and do yoga with my family and then do a Bible study. They don't want to do that. So having conversation around what's realistic, um, really dig into what is our family contribution? How are we each supporting and helping helping each other? What are the boundaries? Let's commit to the boundaries around TV, sugar, reading, this, that, the other. What are the boundaries? Um, we talked about bickering, like kids just feel like they're bickering more. So how do we understand who each other are? So we're not bickering. And then how do you want to view each other, which really came down to the bickering part. So that was some of the outcomes. And then I'll tell you what we did in basically four sessions together. And you can take this, you know, do whatever you want with it. And it depends on your kids ages. So right now, 
I have an eight-year-old, two 12-year-olds, a 13 and a 15-year-old. But I will tell you, there are moments where I was shocked based on my eight-year-old's responses going, oh my gosh, she's listening. She's paying attention. She has a voice. She has an opinion. Don't just look at her as a kid. You know, for her, since she's the youngest, we have all babied her for a long time. And, and we've realized at different times we need to figure it out. And she will throw a fit sometimes. When I say sometimes, I mean regularly when she hears no. And so she made this comment as we're talking in one of our times together. And she's like, I need to be more self-aware. And my wife and I like immediate eye lock. Like, okay, okay. She knows, she knows what's up. She, we've just allowed, you know, some bad habits to form and, and maybe haven't parented the the best, not the best, that sounds crappy, but maybe we haven't parented her in ways that we need to. And even clearly that, right? If she uses those words, self-aware, and we look at each other like, whoa, she's older than we expected. That means that there are areas of our life that we're looking and viewing her as younger. That means we're treating her that way. So a little aha for myself. Okay. I don't want to bore you with all of this. I just want to give you some meat around what we did. <clears throat> so I tell you the ages because you would have to determine what would work for your kids based on their ages. So the first thing we did, so I call it together one, or like the first time we were together, I said, how do you see your family? Okay. So then what we did is we shared our family values, shared our guiding principles. Um, we talked about like, how do you want to be viewed as a family? If you were to hear someone else talking about us, what would you want to hear them say? So we just kind of had some conversation around that. And then we played a game and this game ended up taking about two hours. So what I did is I had questions one through 10 and I had each kid write their answers down. What's your favorite song, your pet peeve, the first thing you do when you wake up, what's your favorite dessert? Um, so we went through when he had 10 of those. Um, and then up on the wall, we had post-it notes and it said Ned one through 10, Sarah one through 10, each kid, each kid one through 10. And then we went around the room and you could answer three questions. And if you missed, then it passed on. So if it was my turn, I'd say I choose Brody for favorite outdoor activity. And then you'd get two guesses for what was right. So I'd say surfing. He'd say, no, I'd say, uh, uh, scootering. He said, yep. So then I would get that. So I'd get a hundred points. So what was really interesting is we just had so much fun. And then there would be things we were stuck on, like what's Violet's favorite movie? How do we not know her favorite movie? So we went around for, for, um, two hours, just having a blast. And then at the end we're like, okay, you know, like I started paying attention. Okay. Feels like this could go on forever. Um, so let's start to wrap it up. And then we went around and each shared the things that nobody could get, which was fun. Cause then we learned about something. But then some real ahas, we added up the points and uh, Violet had the most points. She's my quietest kid. So we talked about that and she shared, hey, you know, because she's our easiest. We're like, Violet, you're the easiest. How do you know so much about everybody? And she said, because I'm quiet and I don't always care what the movie we watch or what dessert we have or what we have for dinner. And so I'm quiet and I end up hearing what everybody else wants. And it was powerful because then later her and I had a one-on-one -on -one and I just said, I'm so proud of you. That quality that you have, I want to get better at that. And I see it in you. And she was able to share. She's 13. She's sharing with me. And I'm like, yeah, I do think about what I want a lot of the time and I'm missing out on really knowing. And that was the point of the conversation is, is we want to be known. Like when somebody says, oh, your favorite this, or I know what you, the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning. Um, and then I learned crazy things about my kids, like Presley 
washes her feet before she gets into bed. I didn't know that, but one of her sisters knew that. So, I mean, clearly right there, that's just a killer game that you could play with your family, depending on ages. And I get, it's like, even with two kids, like that would be awesome. You'd see how your kids know each other better than you realize. So after that, the idea was reset your view of each other, get rid of negative thoughts, apologize if you need to. And so we went and we said, we had to journal. What's something you love about each person in your family? What's something you enjoy about each person in your family? And what is something that annoys you about each person in the family? So after that, we had set a tone with really, we know that we know each other. We know that we love each other. And then we went through this and it was so cool because then we went around and I said, all six of them, this is what I love about you. This is what I like or enjoy about you. And then this is something that annoys me. And then what we did is we talked about that and we did it in a very loving way. So you have to be cautious in this, but what annoys me is you get, you, you know, so, so Presley, I'll use her an example. I said, you know what, what annoys me is, is how mad you get. Like you will get your feelings or you get so mad. But on the flip side of that, I notice that you, when you're feeling love, you are so engaged in like the strongest, deepest, best hug. She gives the best hugs. So I was able to say, Hey, you know what? In the moments I get annoyed at that, but I need to take some responsibility because I realize that I can't have one without the other. And of course, as your dad, I want you to work on how mad you get, but your feelings are so strong. And I love it on the side of how great your hugs are and how you will just hold me and not let go that I need to take some responsibility and have grace for you in that. So the idea with this is, is a couple things is one, we got to hear what annoys each other, you know, about each other. And then we got to take responsibility, how we play in that. And the idea with it was change the view that you have of each other in your home, because as we're resetting, as we're having vision for our family, sometimes I could just say, you know, my son always asks a lot of questions and I could get annoyed at that. But if I am in tune with who he is and I know him, then I want to engage in him. And really for our kids, you know, if there's certain kids that fight or don't get along, we wanted to have them change their view of each other. Okay. So that was our time. Number one, time. Number two was who are you? Um, and what we did here is I had them pair up. So I had them pair up and they had to go share something that bothers you and then, uh, why it bothered you. And then when they came back, you know, say Brody was partners with Brooklyn, then Brooklyn shared Brody's. So it required them to listen to each other and then communicate for the other one. And then we did a lesson on love your neighbor. And we looked up some scripture around Jesus talking about loving your neighbor. And then we journaled about this. Now, here's what I taught them. The way that you love yourself is the way that you love other people. The way that you judge yourself is the way that you judge other people. Now, a lot of this is the work from Brene Brown, and you can look into that. <clears throat> but it was so cool because we were able to say, this is what I don't like about myself. That's kind of what we leaned into is, well, one, what do you like about yourself? You'll like that about others. And what do you not like about yourself? And you'll see that you put that on other people. Like me, at the end of the day, a lot of times I will look at the last part of our look at my day and go, you didn't do enough. And whether I use, so that's how I judge myself. So whether I say that to my family, a lot of times when I walk in the room, although my words may be around freedom, they feel the pressure to be productive because that is how I judge myself. So we talked about that with our kids, then they journaled about that, and then they shared it. And it was really powerful to see the way that we judge ourselves and how we 
don't want to do that. So then we talked about what are some action steps to help you not do that. And then as we better understand each other, how can we support each other? Um, so then with that, what we talked about is creating some affirmations for yourself. How do you want to show up each day? Which my kids aren't all just sitting there like eating this up. Oh, dad, this is awesome. There's times where like, can we be done? Or my son will be like, I don't know what you mean by that. So this was a whole learning experience. I definitely don't have this all figured out. But how do you want to show up each day? So I want, I change, I want to show up as playful. I want to show up as fun. I want to show up as getting my stuff done, but not letting that be more important than my big picture for my, for my life and my family. Um, the next time we got together, we got up in pairs again and we shared what's something that you were so excited you couldn't sleep the night before and what's something you thought you could never do, but then you ended up doing it. And so from that, what we talked about is goals. What do you want it to look like at the end of middle school, at the end of high school, when you're 20, when you're 25, when you're 30? And again, this is wicked hard, you know, but I just said minimum 10. Let's come up with 10 goals and then let's share a couple of the goals. And we were able to share those and it was really cool. Um, and then, and then we ended up going all out to dinner together, celebrating, acknowledging, like, here's our family. This is who we want to be. This is how we want to view each other. This isn't a one-time decision. This is daily moving towards what we want to be. But it, it, I'll tell you the retreat established a new norm. It established a new conversation, a new respect for each other. We saw, we were able to be vulnerable. I mean, my wife shared some things about her childhood and about her life and about why she sometimes shows up in certain ways where my kids, I watch my daughter's faces, seeing my wife open up and there be tears in her eyes and them go, whoa, like there's something happening here. And what I try to communicate to them is like, hey, as parents, we don't have life all figured out. We're all on a journey. Like, yes, we parent you and we're your guides, but also knows, notice that we're all learning. We're all growing. And if we can do that together, that's what life is really about because then we deeply know each other and we love the good and the areas that we're growing. And that was something that we really pushed on is like, hey, you can see that Brody's wanting to grow in this area. So have grace for him. And when you see him, don't just see the annoying little brother, see all the good things about him too. So then you can have grace in the areas that he's growing. And as a family, this should be the safest place for us to do that. So then we had a dinner and celebrated and just kind of acknowledged this is new. This is new. We, we, we sat outside and talked for a minute. And then we, the next thing we did is we said, you know, we're going to meet once every, once every week or every other week and keep this conversation going. And my wife and I will teach something and talk about something, but annually we're going to have a, a two day getaway with no phones and just do a reset on where we headed. And I've done this for myself, but I've never done it for my family in this way. And I think a year ago I would have been too structured and it would have just been off-putting, but by making it more free flow and not forcing it, it was a very beautiful thing. Um, and the very next action step that we took is we designed our morning routine. So this week we're each doing a morning routine to get ready for the school year to start. And what does our morning routine look like? And then tonight before we go to bed, we're going to say what worked and what didn't and then support each other through it. And so that was our family retreat. And I hope that that's helpful. And if there's other questions, thoughts you have, shoot me an email. I would love to help support you in that. And this was 19 minutes. So, all right. I'll tell you, definitely check out Monday's podcast with, with Jeff. 
from the one thing I'm telling you, I'm already going to listen to it again. It was so powerful, some huge ahas, especially in this concept of, of taking control of your time. And I'll just share one thing. He said, if you state that you get off work at four and that you get home at four 30 to be with your family and you're continuously showing up at five 15, you're showing your kids, you're teaching your kids that your time doesn't matter, that you can't respect yourself and your time. And then they will never do that. I mean, I am so convicted by that. So huge, 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 huge. Check it out. Um, All right, I'm going to wrap this up. I want to say thank you to all you dads out there listening to Rebel and Create's Craft of Fatherhood podcast. What you do truly matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. I definitely don't have this all figured out, but I love the conversation. If you have a question or a thought or something you want to shoot me, something you want me to think about, talk about, you can email me, ned at rebelandcreate.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Stay in tune with all that we're up to. And I look forward to hanging out with you next time. 